daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello, and welcome to The Sandler Pit, the podcast that wants to make you smile whenever you're sad and carry you around when your arthritis is bad. Beautiful line there from The Wedding Singer. Yep, it is The Wedding Singer. Well done. The only good Adam Sandler wedding film. True, yeah. Better than, <laughs> just a bit better than the week of. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit better. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm feeling optimistic about the fact that we never have to watch the week of ever again, because that was not... <laughs> A very fun seven hours. I think that's how long it was. <laughs> Thank you. No, don't be silly. It was six. Seven days. <laughs> Other than that, how are you? Uh, I'm good. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful Easter Sunday as we're recording. I haven't seen my family. <laughs> I've just been watching shit films and recording these. And recording uh, a podcast seven weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Sandler Pit uh, podcast where we watch and review every Adam Sandler film appearance, advert, YouTube video, and I am Luke, and this is also Luke. Hi, Um, and we're going to decide every week if each media (laughs) item, we're going to decide whether it should be celebrated in the fabled halls of the Sandler Castle, or if it should be scrunched up in a little ball, thrown out the window, straight into the Sandler pit, where it'll burn. What films have we thrown in there so far? I think we've got the Grown Ups franchise. Both unfortunately a crazy nights is in there and i really hate the fact that it's really unfortunate beautiful piece of film click click bedtime stories and then the castle obviously has some of the best films ever made like the hot chick and ridiculous six and punch drunk love and (laughs) some other films that are all of varying levels of quality so this is why i feel quite optimistic this week because this week we're going to be watching just go with it and while i have seen it before i can't really remember any of it i think looking at our history we seem to quite like the rom-com Adam Sandler films so we've got The Wedding Singer and Blended are both already in the castle 50 first dates and this is kind of similar territory maybe yeah I do find that I do quite like Adam Sandler rom-coms but usually it depends on who the co-star is so like with those three that you just mentioned it's Drew Barrymore and they have a really good chemistry but this mm-hmm. time it is Jennifer Aniston aka Rachel from Friends I have seen or a Polly with- from Along Came Polly <laughs> So I have seen her in a film with Adam Sandler in Murder Mystery. I don't want to do any spoilers for that because you've not seen it, but they have all right chemistry, but I wasn't blown away. What do you think about them two together? I have seen it before and I just can't remember anything about it at all. So I can't really give much of an opinion, but it's obviously a good sign that they've worked together again because like Adam Sandler hasn't worked with Katie Holmes ever again. He hasn't worked with Kate Beckinsale ever again. You know, like a lot of the ones we've seen that we've said, this is very bland and not a great setup. He hasn't worked with them again whereas the Drew Barrymore thing they've always come back and worked together again and it must mean that there's something there so if this is the one that you know they had a good time working together with each other you'll probably see that in the end result whereas um, you've watched Murder Mystery and that's a Netflix era Adam Sandler film where like the relationships usually aren't amazing are they in those films I mean this film I would say just go with it's in that sort of slump that we've spoken about we don't really like that mid 2010 time where he was just a divorced dad all the time the post Jack and Jill slump 
three ridiculous six. Ridiculous six is when it's shot back into action to the classic era. But yeah, it is one of those like middling looking films. But I think out of the ones we've got left, this is definitely the one that I'd say I'm most excited about, I guess. I feel like Apparently- it might be like the safer sort of option. Like that sort of time seems like they're, they're safe films. Like Blended, I would think of as being like a safe one and grown-ups to some extent, maybe on paper, even though when you watch it, it's actually like chaotic. It's like directed by Dennis Dugan, which is usually a great sign. I do love. And it's based on the 1969 film Cactus Flower and also the 2005 Bollywood movie Main Pyar Kyun Kia, which are themselves an adaptation of the 1965 Broadway stage play of Cactus Flower, written by Abe Burroughs, which in turn is based upon the French play Fleur de Cactus. Bit of a, a weird, like, trickle-down effect. So this is going to be a very saturated version of Fleur de Cactus to our French fans. Pretty crazy, <laughs> because, like, we're lucky we managed to record these podcasts, because usually I'm just continually watching Fleur de Cactus. <laughs> like... <laughs> I know. I'm really angry that the theatres are still closed because I really need to go. I haven't seen Fleur de Cactus in 14 months. I'm fuming. He's furious. Bring back the theatres so I can watch Fleur de Cactus. <laughs> Mr. Deeds is also a remake, so we're in good company. Cactus Flower looks kind of fun. It's got Walter Matthau, who was. Do you mean Walter Mitty? <laughs> <laughs> so shut up. It's got Walter Matthau, who was one of the odd couple, Ingrid Bergman, and Goldie Horn as well, which is fun. But yeah, this film looks fine. I've got a little fun fact that's not really a fact at all, but just like a stupid observation. I noticed this last night when I was making a Sandler game. I was looking through Adam Sandler's films and he played in a short spell in Just Go With It, he plays Danny. In Zookeeper, he plays Donald the Monkey. Then in That's My Boy, he plays Donnie. And then <laughs> and then in Men, Women and Children, he plays Don True. Ruby. And then in the Meyerowitz stories, he plays Danny. <laughs> he's been a Dan and a Donny loads of times. And then the next film, he's going to be a fucking Donna Kebab. <laughs> Donald the Monkey is the best one. <laughs> Donald the Monkey. He does always play characters who are Donny and or like got that kind of name. He's he? been Max like six times as well in this time. <laughs> and then just randomly Skeeter Bronson. <laughs> I do miss the outlandish character names. What's so his name in here is Danny. Danny yeah. Maccabee. That's quite fun. Oh, that's quite good, yeah. Different. So I'm trying not to look at the cast too much. I wish I hadn't because I've just seen the character name that Nick Swanson has. It's oh, very is funny. It? Eddie Sims slash <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> is he gonna play Dolph Lundgren in this? <laughs> I don't know. From Rocky really, Four? Yeah, I really, Amazing. really need to see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hesitantly looking forward to this. I think it'll be fun enough. Yeah, and me too. If not, at least like in comparison to the week of, at least they've gone somewhere nice to film it and they've probably had a good family holiday behind <laughs> the scenes. But hang on, you're saying at least they had a bit of a fun time going on holiday <laughs> with their family. Exactly yeah. what I said about the do-over and you nearly bit my head off for saying that. Yeah, and that's because, do you remember my point was that like to have that fun <laughs> time they also had to have louis guzman's balls within like a few feet of their mum and dad like the kids i still stand by my point of being adam sandler's mum and then having to watch a film to see your grandkids and having to sit through the do-over is like family relationship ending i think (laughs) yeah do you not think that just go with it's gonna have some of those wackier horrible moments i'm not too sure to be honest i can imagine there being some pervy stuff in this one yeah as always, we have uh, something called our Sandler scale, which is a bingo sheet with different tropes. We're at something like 68 tropes. It's a shame we can't get one more, damn oh, it, for the joke. Close. And these include Coca-Cola, homophobia. Bikinis. Uh, bikinis. Montage. Uh, a beautiful love interest. Adam Sandler moments. One Adam of, Sandler one of the worst, shouting. Or one of the best. Adam Sandler good at sports. 
There's oh, loads. Definitely the worst one there. Pick a mix of the ingredients to make a perfect film. <laughs> so as always, we do a randomizer. We randomize our scale and then we put them down on a bingo sheet and we'll see who wins at the end of the episode before playing a little Sandler game. I think that this one will be quite heavy on the tropes, you know. It's that sort of yeah, time where he was too. kind of doing whatever he wanted, doing crazy stuff. He had like an unlimited amount of money as well because he made Pixels not too long after this, maybe? Yeah, all the money from having the Phantom Menace trader at the start of Waterboy had finally (laughs) run out, so he did Pixels and got all the money back in. Before this, he was just Scrooge McDuck for like 10 years, (laughs) just swimming in a pool of money from his Phantom Menace money. From that Jar Jar Binks dollar. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I am looking forward to this one, I think. Probably come back in a couple of minutes after our little jig and we'll be devastated at how shit this is but who knows no, don't say that don't say that We've got to be optimistic in this everyone grab your bikini and your little swim shorts grab a mimosa we're gonna hit the pool and we're gonna put on just go with it let's pretend that we hate adam sandler at first but by the end we're gonna fall in love with him <laughs> every time you are now listening to the sandler pit i i wear this fake wedding ring here pig And we are back, having watched Just Go With It about a week or so ago. (laughs) (laughs) Luke, can you talk a bit about the plot of this film? Because I can't remember how much we said in the intro. Well, basically, Adam Sandler, his fiancé on the day of his wedding, when he was a very young man, kind of said a lot of things about how ugly and weird he was. And then that, in turn, turned him into a vengeful, spiteful creep for 30 years where he spent it all wearing a wedding ring to a wife he didn't have and lying to everyone he ever met and then he meets some woman and he realizes oh no she's the one but he's already lied to her saying he has a wife so he has to make up a fake wife and then accidentally ends up making a fake children and a fake boyfriend of his wife and they all go on holiday together Luke what did you think of this film? can't remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, so basically i'd seen this film before like back in 2013 or something like that i don't know not going out of my way to watch it but it was on in like the background when i went around my friend's house or something like that and i thought i would at least remember some of it but other than the poster like how that looks of just adam sandler and jennifer aniston like sat on a beach i can't remember any of this and a week after watching it for the second time i still feel the same i still feel like i haven't seen this film because it's just like so beige that it's just gone out of my mind there was a few bits I remember at the time kind of finding funny but I can't really see them in my notes so yeah I don't know it's just kind of like it's harmless but at the same time Adam Sandler's character in this is very unlikable almost Michael Mm. Newman levels I've written he changes very bad his change is a bit more like gradual and slightly more believable than Michael Newman at least so by the end he's kind of made a bit of an effort to like look out for the kids but not as much as you would need to say you can root for this guy I don't know what they're trying to go with again here it's again like Michael Newman this guy is so unlikable I do think that he has decent chemistry with Jennifer Aniston but he never gets the comeuppance of you shouldn't have been lying to all these people for decades about being married like that's completely brushed aside mm-hmm. where he finds happiness at the end there's no repercussions for anything he of the shit he does i was expecting the moment of who's his love interest in this film is it i can't remember what her name was or the palmer palmer that's it yeah played by brooklyn decker i expected there to be the moment where palmer finds out that he's made this web of lies and then something happens from that or he has a moment of realization that never happens no she never finds out that he was lying is palmer like her um 
Her surname, her first name. That's her first name. Her, her full name is Palmer Dodge. <laughs> It's <laughs> not a real it's like name. the car, isn't it? Yeah, it's really weird that they choose to do anything slightly dramatic off screen. So, like, skipping right to the end here, I know we're only just starting to talk about it, but yeah. when they have the reveal of, oh, I'm actually in love with Jennifer Aniston, he's supposed to be getting married to Palmer in the final 15 minutes or whatever. And the wedding gets broken off, but like off screen, yeah. it, it takes her perspective. The film shifts to being with Jennifer Aniston, and like Adam Sandler's supposed to be having his wedding, and then he just appears and he's like, ah, Palmer is looking after your kids and I'm I'm not going to marry her. All of this just happened off screen. It's like they realised, oh fuck, somehow this film's currently an hour and 40 minutes long. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, did oh. he run out of money or something? Like, why couldn't <laughs> they show that? Like, the moment of him, like, going, oh, I can't do this. I've been lying to everyone, but I can't lie about this. I can't lie about how I feel inside. And then him running down the beach. Where was that? It fucking ends on such a wet fart of a, an ending. Yeah, uh, it's a shit I'll, ending, I'll, isn't it? I'll admit, I did start getting a little bit invested in their dynamic just after a scene when... Jennifer Aniston is hula dancing that goes on for uh, three hours. Yeah, and they forget to add any jokes into it. It doesn't stop. And then there's a scene after their weather in the hotel. And they do have chemistry. And it was this nice back and forth that I kind of wish had carried on till the end because, yeah, yeah, you're right, it ends shit. That scene definitely did kind of like win me over. That bit was all right they did bounce off each other quite well and whatever but also that was like an hour and 25 minutes into the film which is like way too late for that to be happening right one thing i thought was insane in this film is that it's basically the exact same film as blended like there's nothing different about this apart from it has less set pieces with cgi animals but it also has less jokes slash no jokes but in blended they're not all lying to one woman (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah the plot of this film is fucking horrible when you think about it for more than like five seconds like Mm -hmm. i know it's based on quite an old 60s film premise and it does feel a bit like that outdated misogynistic horrible and everyone kind of just brushes it aside realistically everyone should hate adam sandler because he's a horrible man yeah you wouldn't be like him and his lying ways they're winning me over (laughs) he's gonna be a great dad to my kids Sandler. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Jennifer Addison should have run a mile. Yeah, definitely. She should have gone with Alan Cover and his funny beard that pops up. That was a great little last minute reveal because the whole film, Adam Sandler's been jealous of the fact that she went to lunch with Alan Cover and then he plays the guitar at their wedding. Because he's got a small soul patch beard as well and he keeps on like pretending it's his finger and saying it blows in the wind and then I think she keeps on saying it doesn't and then at the end you see it and it's literally the length of like a savile oak. <laughs> it's huge at the end. <laughs> Obviously, we've mentioned the main characters, basically, which is Jennifer Aniston, Adam Sandler, and then... Palmer. I've already forgotten her name, Palmer. There's also a load of other characters. So we have Jennifer Aniston's two kids. Uh, what did you think of them? Um, I think I'm a bit more reluctant than you usually to say that like the kids are bad and whatever, but these ones in particular were quite grating. The little girl is... like. I get the character, what she's trying to play. And like, I think the actress is probably pulling it off, but like in quite an annoying way is that she's supposed to be someone that wants to be an actress. So she's doing this terrible British accent. I feel like if in the first scene they just did that, it would be kind of maybe funny to just do it once and then leave it there. But through the whole film, she keeps saying things like, he's the man what looks after me, Gavna. But like, that was good when I just did it there. That sounded great. But when she <laughs> A bit it, too close to home for you. Yeah, you way too close boy. to home. Yeah. <laughs> controversially I thought they were alright I like the little girl I think she's the best part of the film oh man I thought she was quite annoying <laughs> I'm not gonna lie <laughs> I don't know she says a few lines that were fairly funny Nothing I think she does this... an alright job I think it's more just the character is a bit 
of an annoying idea to spend the whole two hour film with I guess I think that's more yeah. maybe what it was that falls on someone far more annoying who is our final side character who is Nick Swardson he Dolph Lundgren Dolph Lundgren what accent is that? I think he's supposed to be American isn't he? <laughs> pretending to be German <laughs> when, he's, when he's just Dolph is he pretending to be German? yeah right Nick Swardson is honestly the worst side character of any of these films I've ever seen this is the worst I've ever seen him I usually quite like him I fucking detested him in this mm. his character is the worst person on earth that he's so awful and not funny and he's yeah. in it so much he'll see like a woman in a bikini and then be like i need to go and be alone for a minute and stuff like that it's, it's a bit grotty isn't it really grotty and he's also like always around kids and he's always saying yeah. it to kids like doesn't he high five one of the kids and say something like that your mum's fit <laughs> like high fives the kid it's that sort of thing pretty gross yeah, it's a shame that he wasn't a bit better in this. He was definitely a weak part in a weak film. The thing about this that I found weird was that, I think we said it about Blended as well, it takes such a long time to get to the holiday part. They're actually in the US for like the first 46 minutes. I paused it because I was like, I thought that there wouldn't be that much left by that point because it had gone on for so long. And then I paused it and saw there's still an hour and 15 minutes. They're only just getting to Hawaii now. And I was like, what? this film's knackering. Like, considering nothing had really happened by that point. Yeah, again, I watched this with a couple of my housemates. And again, I got abandoned about that. None of them made it to Hawaii. It does take so long because you have the setup of like this villain origin story at the start of the film, which shows him going through the decades with his changing face, using women and finding out how to manipulate them, which is really gross. That goes on forever. Then you get introduced to Jennifer Aniston's character. That goes on forever. Then he goes to Kevin Nealon's party. Did you like Kevin Nealon in this? Yeah, I did laugh when he, <laughs> when he turned over like he's Sylvester Stallone, like rubber face. That was quite funny. I was just going over how tall he was again (laughs) he's six foot nine do you know that i was like this guy's six four he's actually one of the tallest of the happy madison crew he's the same height as jennifer loughran right yeah yeah true yeah i did find that kind of funny and i thought like that wasn't a bad gag that they had running through it of all these like weird botched plastic surgery things they could have run with that a little bit but that kind of started out and then just got abandoned after 20 minutes as well didn't it yeah he's got like a rubber face like what is it like would you say mickey rourke someone like that can't move his face basically yeah kind of funny he's like at a party and he can't drink his drink and he's like dribbling it down himself fun fact that party scene in the nice house Nick Swardson's real house. Shut up. That man is balling, I tell you. Did you see that that's, house? That's not Nick Swardson's real it house. Is. It is. That's Nick Swardson's no, real not. house. Yeah, he, lives in a, he lives in his mum's garage. He doesn't live there. That's <laughs> no, Rob Schneider real. lives in his garage. That is his house, though. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is that, yeah. is that actually a true fact? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it said in the trivia. Did they run out of locations? He probably just wanted to show his house off, didn't he? Just wanted to show off his house. The little bastard. That's such a nice house. Little Dolph running around doing his German accent. Yeah, in that you house. see him in this and he's terrible in this. <laughs> and he must have got spayed so much. And he lives in this gigantic house to pump out this shit. Oh, well, you got to remember, he was in Blades of Glory as well. Okay, okay. So he's, he's done a lot of good work. He's done like a... It's that Bucky Larson money. That's all that is. Yeah. You love Nick Swanson. You always talk about it. I always say I do. I think I just realised in this film, I hate him. What's he been in there? He's good. Benchwarmers. Not seen it. Yeah, no, What's he's about, very good in that. What have we seen? Because I always cheer when I see him, but he is terrible. He's got no comedic timing. 
Grown Ups 2? No, he's not good in Grown Ups 2. <laughs> I don't think any of the others could get hit by a raft in the same way that he does. <laughs> he does it so well in that film. I feel like there's a reason why the only lead film that he's ever done was Bucky Larson, and that was apparently terrible. Yeah, he's not a lead in there, but I'd rather him than Rob Schneider any day. Any day. Oh, yeah. On this could have very easily been my cousin Rob and then yeah. Rob Schneider oh. could doing a Mexican act. It's my husband Antonio. Antonio who? Oh. Uh, Antonio Banderas near come in being oh. Spanish or whatever. Could have been worse. Could have been yeah. worse. But also with the plastic surgery thing you've got Rachel Dratch from our last film in a much smaller role thankfully with like a quizzical eyebrow. That was kind of <laughs> funny wasn't it? Thankfully she's like the best part of the film. <laughs> <laughs> she's not even good. Okay the best part of this film is and we've been kind of brushing over Jennifer Aniston is very funny in this. She has one of the only funny bits in the film which is so basically when he first starts this lie saying oh I've got a wife but we're divorcing he gets her to come to the restaurant and he's bought all these clothes for her also the gall of them to be like oh Jennifer Aniston's ugly oh Jennifer yeah, Aniston's bad hair like, oh, how can she... we make Jennifer Aniston ugly we'll give her glasses and glasses. a cardigan <laughs> so and, like, and like the hair looked good she had the Rachel hair in the 90s and they're like oh yeah look how bad your hair is she Fuck could have you. at least turned up with like stains on her clothes or something like that because she's so yeah. like busy yeah Nothing. that was undercooked very undercooked wasn't it very bad but anyway she arrives and she's wearing like massive sunglasses and then she's just insulting Adam Sandler saying he has erectile dysfunction and stuff mm-hmm. that was quite funny yeah I got a note there saying that she's really like hamming it up she looks like she's putting in the most effort in this film for sure but it's just that oh. typical oh we hate each other now we're going to love each other that relationship it's just so boring isn't it it comes very last minute but they do kind of sell it like especially her i think she does look like she actually really likes him i don't know why she would but she plays it convincingly See, this is my problem with this film is that the whole, everything that they do, they do it so half-assed. I don't understand why they would have one straight-up woman that's like, he's perfect girl, but then he's going to like break her heart because there isn't anything bad about Palmer either. No. If they'd set up that she was like, oh, I love going hiking and he's old so he gets tired i know that's a bit like off the cuff but something that he can't keep up with her or a reason why she's worse than jennifer aniston but it was like she seems really nice and he's just doing this for no reason as well yeah his actions in this film are so shit like it should have been where he realized there's the moment of like clarity where he's like oh she's not who i like but because of this but she's really nice the whole film and then the film just discards her in the last 10 minutes and then just just that he likes jennifer aniston more because she does things for him (laughs) like he can be honest to her or something i don't know it's a weird dynamic isn't it it is a weird dynamic and like whilst i do think there is good chemistry with them two like the way they handle it is just shit and the Mm -hmm. last 10 minutes when they just kind of get rid of the main before that was the main love interest for the first hour and put her on a plane and say oh she met the love of her life on the plane home who i've just found out is a world famous tennis player yeah i didn't know that i thought it was just an actor That was weird, wasn't it? (laughs) This film's quite long as well for a comedy, an hour and 58 minutes or whatever it is. And they start having a love story about an hour and 25 minutes in or something like that. Like it takes fucking ages to get to that point. Ages. It's just. It's not fun along the way either, is it? Like we briefly mentioned about the coconut scene. There's a lot of scenes that just go on forever and Mm -hmm. they're not funny. Like Nick Swardson goes on and on about this sheep herding. Yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? painfully unfunny painfully and then it has a payoff where he has to do cpr on a sheet later on which again is not funny and it culminates in him just 
grabbing women. This film is just quite grotty overall. Um, yeah, and it's kind of covered up as like a family fun film. Like it's got that sort of sheen about it. I bet if you saw the trailers, you'd be like, oh, it's like a fun teen to maybe younger comedy. But then there's actually quite a lot of like gross stuff in it as well. Yeah, they do that gross thing, which a lot of these films do, where it's like the woman's got in a bikini and Adam Sandler and Nick Swanson are both like, girl. Yeah. And then Jennifer Aniston, who's been wearing a cardigan this whole time, goes, oh, why don't you go in the water? And then she takes it off and she's also got an amazing body. And they yeah. go, it's awful. And All while Nick Swanson stood there in like the longest vest that I've ever seen. <laughs> and then he goes and climbs up the thing and then falls in the water like on his ass. Like, it's just shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is very poor. Adam Sandler wins Jennifer Aniston over as well by like teaching her kid to swim in two minutes. He's never been able to swim, but now he can because they're holding like a donut in the water and he's swimming towards it. Yeah, <laughs> they always do that with Sandler. He always teach. It's the same as Blended, exactly the same. He's, yeah. He always can teach boys how to play the little sports. He has a very weird body again in this where it's a bit ripped, but a bit not. <laughs> yeah, dad like I think he's in the pool though and he's really tensing. <laughs> he looks really peculiar. His whole body's like really, really hard, but also big and wide, very red. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the start of this, I was quite intrigued by his fashion in this because he's supposed to be this really rich plastic surgeon. And instead of wearing like a huge Everlast t-shirt or whatever he usually does with those huge shorts, instead he's wearing a huge smart shirt, but it's open, like three buttons of it are open, huge collar, and then huge jeans. <laughs> All his clothes are so Big. <laughs> I was just looking because I was waiting for ages for some shorts <laughs> and then I was like thank god they're going on holiday but these shirts that he's wearing they say there's a joke about him like oh yeah he's got 50 ties but he never wears them and it's because his shirt's always so open <laughs> with that huge collar I want to know though about this film I wish I'd done the maths before basically the whole premise of this film is Adam Sandler is a very rich plastic surgeon he meets a woman who he's like oh wow I like her but he lies himself into a corner where he makes up this whole fake family and then because of circumstances he ends up having to go on holiday i'm just wondering for just this one person how much money did he spend like the so character much. he spends twelve thousand dollars a night at that hotel in hawaii and there's two rooms isn't there as well so would it be twice that oh my god so at least twenty four thousand. Twenty four thousand yeah. times seven just for nick swanson to sleep in the bath as well i know and after all that money and nick swanson's in the bath you know the thing i hate on. as well i i hate that i thought this but it all starts because Palmer finds his wedding ring that he's got in his jean pocket because he hasn't lied to her to pick her up. She finds it the next morning when he, he says something like, oh, give me your phone number. My phone's in my jeans. And so it's really convoluted that she's looking in his pocket anyway. If this guy is such a liar, why wouldn't he say something like, oh, it's my dad's wedding ring. I hold yeah. it for sentimental reasons. Yeah. Something like that. Then we wouldn't have to have had this film and we wouldn't have had to have sat through two hours of just shit. <laughs> I don't get it. Like every that happens is very convoluted and you can just see the writing there of them trying to get them to want this location you're right like why didn't he just say oh yeah my dead wife or, yeah. or something also when he's like oh we're divorcing 
why the fuck is she like, oh yeah, like we need to get to dinner with her. You wouldn't do that, would you? None of it, none of it adds up. And then, oh, we need to go on holiday with your ex-wife. What are you talking about? She goes, oh, we need to get married. What are you talking about, Palmer? Yeah, it's been a lot better. (laughs) It's been a week. It's been a week, Palmer. (laughs) Palmer needs to get a grip. (laughs) I was saying that she doesn't have any flaws, but maybe there's just one that she's just incredibly stupid. (laughs) But also like incredibly naive and incredibly rushing into things, like going on holiday with someone she's just met. Mm. maybe he didn't need to lie and do all this mad stuff like she probably would have been fine anyway i guess the message of the film at the end is that you're not meant to lie because also for some reason nicole kidman's in this oh yeah i keep forgetting to mention yeah she's in this and her thing is that she's like someone jennifer Aniston used to go to school with who's now very successful whose name Um, is like slang for a turd in jennifer aniston's house divina devlin devlin which is the same again not a name name. (laughs) it's not a name name. again that's very weird and like there's an ongoing joke that devlin is married to the man that invented the ipod which i'm pretty certain (laughs) is steve jobs yeah i know (laughs) everyone knows it's steve jobs and (laughs) Right, so there is a bit where this man, he's watching the the competition where they're doing hula thing and then he keeps going to Adam Sandler he's like how tall do you reckon that guy is and I, was, oh, yeah. I wrote down oh my god this is me and Luke Terry we're obsessed with people's I've heights. got this exact <laughs> same note as well and the payoff is that he's gay how tall is he this is us watching these films and I, it was just funny especially after Kevin Nealon showed up I immediately was like oh that guy's 6'4 so oh. good but yeah, yeah Nicole Kidman's not great in this I feel like She's it's a role. Bad. No, it's not bad, but I feel like her character's just given really poor writing as well. Yeah. It's the same, exact same character as Rose Byrne in Bridesmaids. You know, that sort of like best friend who's always perfect and leads to like cattiness with the lead female. It's just done so much better there, I think. It just doesn't feel like any of the content of what she's actually saying and doing is funny. Yeah. She she does what she can with it, but it's not great. Yeah, she's not brilliant, but she's not not bad. When you're hard-cutting between that and then Nick Swartzen trying to do CPR on a big plastic sheep, oh my God, she looks like a comedy genius. Yeah, no, that's true. (laughs) Saying that, though, did you think you laughed at anything that either of them did I didn't laugh at anything in this film I think the only thing I laughed at was the little kids I think like the little boy says something like oh I want to be a mailman because they just seem to have it all together yeah yeah that made me laugh Um, (laughs) not bad Um, there's really not much to laugh at (laughs) no not really so last year when when there was the lockdown I was watching loads and loads of stuff and we watched um, The Wedding Crashers and this reminded me of that a little bit he's a similar kind of character at the start when they set him up because they're going from wedding to wedding sleeping with girls and then ditching them you know and they just do that so much better of them sort of falling for is it owen wilson's the one who falls in love and then vince fawn's the one who ends up with isla fisher at the end of uh, yeah who's the other person in it is it rose Byrne? we sure. have the internet right here <laughs> hang on ah uh, rachel mcadams rachel mcadams it was on the tip of my tongue i was gonna say that but i was just thinking no she's just in the hot chick she's not in that <laughs> And Christopher Walken's in it as well. I forgot about that. Did All you of watch the Happy this Medicine. The other day? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying this? I watched this like last year at some point. Oh, right. Okay. And one of the things I realised about that was that that was quite a shit film as well. Even though I used <laughs> to quite like it. I was watching it back. I was like, this is actually a bit crap. Will um, Ferrell's bit's good. Probably. Yeah, Will Ferrell's bit did kind well, of save it right at the end, though. <laughs> after like two hours again. It's the same with all these films. They're all so bloody long for no reason. Um, we'll get into that in the Feral pit anyway. More, yeah, yeah. More on the in a few crash. years' time. I was thinking a lot through this film. It kind of reminded me of that. And that sells the love story so much better than this ever did. This doesn't do it gradually. It's just one thing or the other. 
they have the low point where Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn are like told, oh, you've, you're shit. What you've been doing is shit. And they realise, oh, we're shit. Mm-hmm. And then they see how truly evil character in Will Ferrell's and then they go back. They learn something. Adam Sandler yeah. learns nothing. No, he doesn't. He gets away with everything. I yeah, hate like, Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that weird concept just kind of fucks this one up, doesn't it? That they're lying and pulling the wall over this woman's face for all this time with all this money. And like Nick Swardson just pretending to be jerk. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's quite frustrating really the more you think about it it leaves a bad taste in your mouth Mm. Um, it's one that could wash over you though isn't it all of that stuff and then when you start writing it down and thinking about it you're like fuck this is actually horrible I'll admit when I started looking at my notes just about to talk to it I was going to be like this is pretty harmless pretty yeah I think I said it was but it's, it's really not on a major level just written down Nick Swardson is trying to talk about his boner to high five a child oh I mean we find out in the first 10 minutes he's had a penis enlargement as well oh God. There's like a little bit at the start as well when the kid keeps saying he wants to go and swim with the dolphins. That's like a running joke, even though he can't swim. Adam Sandler says that he gives money to help out deformed kids. And then the kid says, if I was deformed, would you take me to Hawaii then? It's a bit weird. You can just see, like, well, I already knew they were going to go to Hawaii, but the, the name dropping of it is, is pretty obvious. How many montages are in this film? There's so many. There's uh, at least the worst... six. <laughs> The worst one is the one at the end when fucking Adam Sandler and Jennifer Anderson are both like looking and forlorn and there's this really sad like Coldplay playing. It's so <laughs> shit. I was like, what is this soundtrack? It's so shit. Oh, mate. Thank God. I'm glad that you've brought it up because I've got a lot of notes here about the soundtrack. So this film came out in what? 2011, was it? 2011, yeah. The time of Glee and the time of mashups. What the hell was going on with the fucking mashups in this film? Did you note this? I didn't catch it, but I saw it when I looked on the Wikipedia how many mashups they started when it, throwing it. When I noticed like the second one, I was like, this is the third police song that they've used as a mashup with like a Bob Marley song. I started writing them down. So right, we've got there's a montage of Jennifer Aniston getting made over because she's so frumpy and horrible at the start of the film, apparently. That's to an upbeat remix of Umbrella by Rihanna, which came out like four years before. And this is where music was at a quick move in speed. So I'm surprised that they didn't think that song was outdated at the time. Very weird choice. Then we've got, this was a weird one. The Police Roxanne mixed up with Bee Gees Night Fever. That was when she was getting her hair done by Keegan-Michael Key, who voices the mummy in Hotel Transylvania 2 and 3. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> is this the only time he's worked with Adam Sandler? I was no, he replaced CeeLo, didn't he? After CeeLo got like, oh, arrested. <laughs> well, more to talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> very soon, actually. Also, Tainted Love mixed with Is This Love by Bob Marley. That happens um, when they keep on talking about the Hilton Hotel. Begging mixed with I Can't Stand Losing You by The Police. That was another strange one they're all the police and i think there was a lot of references about sting but it never really added up to anything i think they say that they met at a sting concert but that was in their alibi for their fake relationship so it's like it's in the soundtrack it's in a story that they've said but they hasn't actually happened in real life i don't know is it like trying to say something about the narrative that these things are they're kind of mashing two worlds together probably not no (laughs) <laughs> it worked better with Blended. Yeah, yeah, Blended. It would be fine because they blended two songs together. Chasing Cars as well, mixed with Every Breath You Take. Oh, I saw Which, that and that's Every by Breath Party you take, Then. That's about a um, stalker and Chasing Cars is about 
just laying there forgetting the world <laughs> I like i don't know none of them make any sense and they don't sound good and they stand out like a sore thumb probably the worst soundtrack all good songs on their own but blended together not not so good <laughs> i can't believe i didn't i knew there was something wrong with the music there's something going on but then it's horrifying to hear you explain that yeah and it was all really loud as well do you want a little bit of trivia a little bit of trivia i'd love a little bit of trivia Ooh. it was meant to originally be called holiday in hawaii and then <laughs> pretend wife pretend shit. Wife, I saw that actually, yeah. And it was filmed in loads of different places. So apparently they cross a bridge in Maui and end up in Kauai. So like oh. two different Hawaiian islands. That's and magic. also the moment when Palmer meets her soulmate, I've just found out, is because they're actually married in real life. That's quite nice. Lovely. Better um, than Jackie Sandler's cameo, like saying that he's got like a turd nose at the start of the film or whatever it was she said. Yeah, that was a very weird moment when the first thing you see of Adam Sandler is him with this gigantic <laughs> yeah. nose. And Nick Swardson covered in acne. I was quite impressed with Jennifer Anderson and Adam Sandler's thing. Do you know that they apparently knew each other for like 20 years before this and before they were even famous? And she was originally maybe meant to go on to Saturday Night Live, but then she went into Friends. And apparently they used to just, they're just like really good mates. And she went to his wedding and everything. Wow, that's nice. But this is the first time they ever worked together. Are you excited to see more of them in Murder Mystery based on this? I think if if there's anything good about this, it probably was their chemistry for those like two scenes right near the end of the film when they started to like each other. So yeah, I suppose I wouldn't mind seeing them together again. It's definitely not Drew Barrymore levels, but it's not. It's the second best for him just mm. because often like I don't know there's never really that chemistry here it did seem like they actually liked each other apparently this is the second Adam Sandler movie to feature a remix of Every Breath You Take and apparently the other is 51st Dates yeah it was like a Hawaiian ukulele version of it wasn't it there's a really weird joke in this as well where every time someone says something's expensive he's always like is it made out of panda and it's not funny the first time and then he says it again and then he's like ah, I said that before but it's still funny and it's like no it's not Adam no, it's not funny and then he was like oh I invented the barking hand <laughs> yeah what was that <laughs> that was weird <laughs> not even a dad joke it's just crap and when the sky cracks I don't always think Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always gonna be as strong as I am. Let's go to the sound of scale, yeah. Lovely. Uh, how did you do this week? I managed to get a line eventually uh, 55 minutes in. I mean, that's still less than halfway through the film because it's such a big beast of a film. Was that pre or post Hawaii? It was very early on in Hawaii. That was like first five minutes of Hawaii. So I had Beautiful Wife. I ticked that because at the start he's marrying Jackie Sandler. Then Horrible Voice. He did a Gollum impression about his magical ring that he kept wearing. He was like, me precious. (laughs) (laughs) In the voiceover, he says that. And then I also ticked Sandler forgets what's important to him because in this, what's important to him is picking up girls and lying to them. And he starts falling in love with Jennifer Aniston 55 minutes in. He loses. Yeah, he loses what's important, (laughs) which is is lying to women. That's what's important to, uh, I don't know, Danny Maccabee, whatever his name was. I Um, don't care. (laughs) What is his name? It's Danny Maccabee. Is it Danny Maccabee? (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't sound right. I also had Montage, which, as you say, there was lots of those, but the first one was like the shopping makeover one. Actually, no, the first one was probably him picking up all these women. Picking up women, yeah. Montage happened in the first two minutes. 
Maybe it was that one. Big shorts. Uh, we've said that, you know, oh. he's in Hawaii. He's wearing big shorts. His swimming is. shorts were amazingly long. Did you see those? Yeah. They were like high-waisted yeah. Simon Cowell ones down to like in. <laughs> <laughs> Open with flashback. The wedding right at the start. Good at sports. He teaches a kid to swim in five minutes. That's pretty impressive. Very impressive. I didn't get Chris Rock or Steve Buscemi, sadly. Both would have probably been maybe okay in this. Don't know. Uh, Probably not. Uh, So yeah, I did all right. I got, I think, five. And then I got mine in an hour and five minutes. So I got kids love him. A bit of contention because they don't really love him a bit. But then they start really loving him. But also they love that he's rich. And that's his whole character is that he's rich and a scumbag. So they love him. Poo. We have that quite a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember which the first poo was. I do remember the one that the kid does onto Nick Swardson's hand somehow. <laughs> Nick Swardson's in the bath and then he puts his hand in the toilet and then the kid has a poo on his hand yeah, and then he starts right. screaming. Yeah. There's lots of poo. There's like references to it when they say about the deadlin. That's quite early. Endless poo. And then the last one, best friend he has no in common with. I don't know why I wrote no instead of nothing. I was saving time. <laughs> Thinking about it, him and Nick Swardson are very similar. The best friends, their cousins, and they're both horrible, misogynistic, nasty, nasty men. I think they have a few differences, though, because Nick Swardson hasn't got... Has he got a job? I don't know. I mean, he just jumped ship and joined this gigantic holiday to Hawaii. He's not good with women, like Adam Sandler is. He doesn't have a wedding ring, obviously. He needed a bigger willy. That's got to be something uncommon with... Adam Sandler. Well, I, I don't want to even talk about Nick <laughs> anymore. So let's just say yes. Also, I guess you could say Jennifer Aniston is his best friend for most of this film until the end. And they don't have anything in common mm-hmm. except for both being nasty and lying to people. I also got fast food. They go to a pizza hut in the middle of the film, all just with pizza hut showing. And then everyone loves him. Like everywhere he goes, everyone's like, oh, Danny, Danny. Mm-hmm. And he's like the fucking worst guy. Yeah, there's no and reason for it in this one, especially. The ones that I didn't get, I didn't get Small Town and Best Bloke. He's a big town man and he's not, he's a bad bloke. I didn't get McDonald's because we get pizza instead. And the same with like Coca Cola, we get Pepsi. Love Pepsi. Pepsi. No David Spade. No young muddy actor before they're famous, but I did double check. Bailey Madison, who played Maggie, the little girl, she is in a few things, but I don't think she's a comedy actor. Right. You did good. There was a lot of tropes in this one, wasn't there? A lot. Pretty um, heavy. I'm looking at some of my notes now. There was like a lot of references to like the PS3. There was, I think there was a part in their hotel where there's like a PS3 controller just like on the table. Yeah, they name drop it a few times. He's like, I'm going to buy you a PS3. Yeah. That's all kids want, a PS3. Whilst he's in a pizza hut, this is just a big fucking advert, and then a big advert for flying to Hawaii. They do like a big like holiday advert of yeah. all the cool things you can do there. Half just... the film, yeah. Another bit of trivia: Did you know in JD McFunnigan's that they go to, which is like basically like, is it Chuck E. Cheese? Is that what the Americans always have? These weird like yeah. animatronic band restaurants. I don't know. We don't really get those over here. Yeah. If we did, I would be there every weekend. <laughs> No, I really wouldn't. But apparently in that, the lead animal in the band is the kangaroo from Big Daddy. And apparently oh. they're playing the kangaroo song, but I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I was too busy laughing at all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be quite an easy one, but should we get to our decision? Yeah, I think so. Luke, are you going to fail at getting married at the start of your life, but then go on to have a very, very successful life of lying to women? So much so that you earn a 
place in the Sandler castle where all the studs live? Or are you going to tell so many lies that they unravel and you get left all alone and you think there's nothing left for me? I'm just going to pretend to be Dolph Lundgren and I'm going to fall into a swimming pool. But actually, the pool is the Sandler pit and you're just going to get buried and forgotten. That was a very convoluted (laughs) little, little uh, segue. A lot like this film. Very, (laughs) very convoluted. Easy decision here. This is uh, definitely a Sandler pit film. Uh, I did not enjoy it. I didn't laugh. Uh, It is very long. There are elements that I did quite enjoy, particularly Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston's chemistry. I think they're quite good together. There's a moment when they both have to talk to each other about what they like about the other one. Adam Sandler's like, oh, it starts my day when I see that smile. And there's a, a bit of nice dialogue there. Everything else in this film is shit. A lot of product placement lot of horrible misogyny a lot of horrible characters nick swanson it is absolute worst and i hate to say it because i'm one of the founding members of the nick swanson fan club having to turn my back on him but yeah this is going in the pit not very good what about you yeah same (laughs) (laughs) now i feel like i'm glad that um we're kind of on the same page with it because in the week that i watched this film before and after i bookmarked it with two like oscar best picture nominated films so both good and then Palm Springs I watched as well which you've mentioned a bunch of times which was also really good and then like I've just watched a lot of good stuff lately and this was like the bit of shit inside a really good sandwich it was like, you know sandwiched in so much good stuff but yeah there's just nothing in this that I would really recommend to people it feels like at best it's like a film you put on on like an airplane and fall asleep and not care that you've missed like Nick Swardson doing something gross or just like a really <laughs> ham-fisted crap love story yeah uh, even then though like like airplane films you get like good options this is like a midnight on itv2 mm. and there's literally you can't find the remote and put anything else on then maybe just get a bed yeah, <laughs> maybe. off by the main it's definitely not something you need to sit and pay attention to and write up three pages of notes for your adam sound themed podcast absolutely um, not it's just so bland i think if you're going to watch a film like this just watch blended even that's not great but like it's marks above this this is just poor i think I think it's like the week of. Like, there's just nothing to it, really. We've back-to-back some very boring films, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> Bloody hell. Fast crack it to the pit. It's going in. In it goes. What a rough few weeks. <laughs> right. Have you got a little game, though, to make this day a little better? I have. It's not going to make your day any better, though. This is a weird game that I came up with here. I made this last week, forgetting that it was your turn. Basically... It's kind of apt because it's it's blended again. Do you remember my blended game that we did a few times? I love the blended game. In that one, I was blending like film titles together. But in this one, I'm blending characters. So this is Adam Sandler characters, their names getting blended with someone with the same name, but in a different film or just a different role. Okay. Now, this will be very rough because... As I've said in this episode, I don't remember any of the characters' names. I refer to them all as Adam Sandler. (laughs) I didn't know this guy was called Danny until you said it. (laughs) We're going to have a shit time. This is mad, yeah. Some of these are fucking insane as well. (laughs) You know how when we've played games before and you've been like, are you okay? This is definitely one. Right, let's go. I'm going to do this one first because I think this is maybe an easy one. Question one of the Sandman gets blended. Who are these two people? you got to tell me both of their names, okay? Adam Sandler character and then this other character. The description is Tony Stark's bodyguard discovers a hidden talent for golf. Oh, happy. Oh, happy Gilmore, happy Hogan. Yeah, that's it. That's the happies. Is this how I say it? Do I just say the first name? Okay, right. So yeah, you know what film he's from. He's from Happy Gilmore. So this one, one of Homer's best friends is also a grown up. This is uh, Lenny 
I don't know what his character name is in Simpsons, and then uh, Lenny Fedder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My <Correct>. favourite guy. <laughs> right. It's going well so far. Let's go for this one. This one's all right. The squirrel friend of SpongeBob gets a new job as a talent agent. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So this is Sandy from SpongeBob SquarePants and then Sandy Wexler. It sure is. This is good stuff. Okay, we've only got four more left. It's a nice quick thing. Fucking hell, this is really quick. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But these ones are, are quite hard, I would say, for the okay. most part. Don Vito's eldest son has just discovered he has to look after a small kid. Easy. That's uh, Sonny Colleone and Sonny Koufax. Very nice. <laughs> that was really quick. That wasn't too bad, actually. Right. This America's Got Talent judge occasionally sells diamonds and jewels in New York City. Jewels. Ooh. Diamonds and jewels. So, is this the guy from Uncut Gems who is called? Hang on. So it's a judge on America's Got Talent. Fucking hell. So it's not Louis <laughs> Walsh, Sharon Osborne, Simon Cowell. They're all on British. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on X Factor. Yeah. Piers Morgan, who's Britain's Got Talent, like ten years ago. Nicole Scherzinger, maybe. Um, yeah, I think his character in Uncut Gems was called Nicole. <laughs> Uncut Gems uh, is supposed to be your favourite one, and you don't even know I what know, the main character is. But we haven't watched it for this yet. So it's Why been does a while. that matter? You so, haven't watched The Godfather for this, but you knew Sonny Corleone. His name's Howie or Howard. I can see the reflection of Google in your eyes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but who the fuck in Americans got Howard Stern? No, it was Howie Mandel. They're called Howie. Howie. Oh, Randall. right. Right. Okay. Your first one wrong. Not so easy now, is that it, punk? Sad. That was. <laughs> I got Howard. I got the first name. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Let's go on this one. This guy's just been on a drug smuggling trip, and now he has to prepare for his daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is my favourite uh... one. This is why I did this. I think. <laughs> so, drug smuggling. I have fucking no idea. It could be anything. This would have been better if it was for the week that we did. And then the week of, that felt like we've watched that a million years ago. I do not remember what his name was. I remember that it wasn't Chris Rock called something like Clowny. (laughs) It was called like Colby. It was called Colby. It was called something weird. It was called like Kirby. Kirby Cortis. Kirby Cortis. Yeah, but we're not doing Kirby Cortis. We're doing Adam Sandler's character in that film. His surname was Lustig, which doesn't help you at all. Sid? Sidney Lustig? Okay. Um, So drug smuggling. Is this the guy from Scarface? No, it's not the guy from Scarface. It's a guy from a comedy film about drug smuggling. Oh. And you'll know it. Yeah. Okay. So Kenny. Yes! (laughs) Kenny (laughs) Kenny. Kenny Miller. Or like, I don't know what his fucking real name is. And then Kenny Spitz. What did you just say? Let's take, I have lost my fucking mind. That was a good one. That was good. That's more like it. <laughs> Kenny Miller, one of the greatest characters, and uh, Kenny Lustig, uh, not even really a character. Last one, the big one. Mm. Scooter from the Muppets' baby sister has some really imaginative dreams. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Right, so Scooter from the Muppets has a sister. Yeah, apparently. I know this because I have compared my friend James Smurden and his girlfriend to oh. this, these two, Scooter and Skeeter. It's Skeeter <laughs> Bronson. <laughs> Very Sorry, good. James and Euster, if you're listening. 
<laughs> Which they definitely won't be. But yeah, Skeeter and Skeeter Bronson, very good. <laughs> I thought I left that one to last because I was like, what the hell? Who's going to watch The Muppet Babies? She's only on The Muppet Babies, apparently. But you've watched it. I know, it. I know. I've not watched it. I've just seen the... Uh... You've watched all of The Muppet glasses. Babies. <laughs> they both have glasses and they look exactly like Scooter and Skeeter. They're a couple as well and you're saying they look like They're brother and sister. <laughs> and Muppets as well. A black <laughs> Muppet? <laughs> Oh God, that is oh not a very Lord. good friend, are you? I, I have always said in pictures of it. <laughs> oh God, very nice. Anyway, well done. You only got oh, one dude. one wrong on that, which was Howie Mandel from America's Got Talent. I don't know what that is. I don't no. know what Howie Mandel is. Very good stuff. Crazy game. Nice and quick though. What are we going to be doing next week, Luke Thomas? <laughs> So next week, because we've had a bit of a boring few weeks, these have been very boring. We thought we're going to watch every single Hotel Transylvania piece of media. I hate those so much. I can't believe. How are we gonna? Are we really gonna watch like three films and then two short films? And you're gonna play a video game, and I'm gonna read three graphic <laughs> novels. No, hang on. So the Hotel Transylvania franchise has a lot of elements to it. I think we should really watch the three films and the short films. But you're all, you're saying that I should buy. <laughs> you have to buy the pounds. video game. I'm not so gonna I buy work, it either. <laughs> you're yeah, just I work. <laughs> I work full time. <laughs> I'm a grown man. So you got all that money <laughs> from all that work you've been doing. Save that. <laughs> you me to instead of paying my bills and paying for things I'm like saying instead of I'm saying also also on top of that spend 20 quid and spend I don't know how many hours playing the Hotel Transylvania game which we'll probably talk about for two seconds because <laughs> it'll only be me who's played it <laughs> He's just so good. It's such a good idea. Maybe we could make this a two-parter like Juice Bigelow. All right. (laughs) The Christmas episode will be you playing the Hotel Transylvania. (laughs) If the only thing you ask for for Christmas is Hotel Transylvania. All right. How about because I'm a bit tight for money right now because lockdown's just kind of easing off in the UK. I've spent a bit of money on a few like gigs and things like that. How about I buy it for when the fucking fourth one comes out and I play it for that episode? (laughs) In the run-up. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's £12 on eBay. I found it. £12 <laughs> on the disc. And then you can trade in the disc and get some money back. I'm going to go to CEX and I'm going to look yeah, for it. I'll be the first person on earth to have ever looked for this game. You could say to him, um, I've seen on your website you've got the Hotel Transylvania free game, um, Monsters Overboard. Right. I hate this first one so much. I hate all of these horrible, rubbish animated films so much. This is my fucking hell because I'm going to back-to-back three of them and then play the tie-in game. <laughs> it's only £10, the, the PS4 game of it, in CEX. <laughs> I've just looked. I'm going to drive to Islington to get the one copy of it that they've got in stock. You're going to go pick it up for who? For yourself? Or for me? Rotherham, is that near you? Yeah. Who I'm, in stock? I, oh, my God. I work in Rotherham. I could go tomorrow on my lunch <laughs> yeah, break. Yeah, <both> coffees. <laughs> So yeah, tune in next week for our review of Hotel Transylvania 3, the PS4 game. This is not right because he's definitely not voicing the video game. I refuse to accept that. What if it's just scenes from the films? They do that sometimes. No, because this could be preparation like... for when we've got to review Barnyard the game. Do you remember I told you I had it? Yeah. That was quite good. I played the Madagascar game not that long ago. 
and all the voices are so weird in that. So yeah, well. it could be fun. Imagine doing the sound scale while playing a video game as well. I think we should do the the PlayStation Four game as a full episode because that'd be quite right. funny. But... We'll do it down the line at some point. But next week, just the films. So I've had a look, and the first two are on Netflix, and the third one isn't. So maybe we should do one and two in the first episode, and then do three and puppy in another one. We could right, do one that's... a month leading up to the release of Hotel Transylvania Four: Transformania. <laughs> <laughs> to build up hype like a snowball keep- <laughs> avalanching down a hill building up hype are you gonna keep this last minute decision just in this episode because episode's so short let's just fucking yeah, leave maybe. it all in yeah i think that's a good idea just the two and then we come back for three and puppy and the tv show <laughs> yeah oh yeah the netflix series or whatever it was hotel transylvania is adam sandler's big franchise this is his james bond <laughs> i don't know he never usually does sequels apart from grown-ups too but he's done three of these fourth one coming video games graphic novels that you're going to read yeah massive it's franchise too much too much i'd say this maybe is getting him more money than anything else this is everything he's doing away from like netflix and all that but like i guess he can't do sponsorship deals i mean you can you can do like tie-in merchandise and things like that so yeah loads like happy meal toys all of that sort of thing i'm proper this is like the been the thing i've been dreading the most really yeah, yeah i really think these will be all right i think they'll be quite fun maybe a bit stupid it might be a bit sad you like a grown man <laughs> sitting in his basement room watch... my loft room <laughs> <laughs> i could imagine you being like a um you're like a boo radley figure on your street you know like <laughs> to kill a mockingbird they're always like the kids on the street like point up to the loft of this weird house and they're like there's a man up there they say that he just sits up there watching hotel transylvania <laughs> There's all rumours going around about the man up there. And then at the end, when like one of them is dressed as a big ham, I come out dressed as Dracula. <laughs> it might be fun. I don't know. This has gone off on such a weird tangent, but I genuinely think I've seen the first one of these and I didn't mind it, but I also can't remember anything of it. Kind of the same as just go with it, I suppose. So that's a bit worrying, but I like animated films. You get annoyed if they're just like. I get annoyed stupid. if they're bad. I just don't like them. I don't think they offer any value. Like, I feel like kids' films, a lot of people just cash in on them to make them as cheaply as possible and patronize their audience. And I feel like you look at what Pixar's doing, or you look at DreamWorks and stuff, which did great stuff. And then you look at fucking Sing, hmm. can go fuck itself. I'm not. I'm not oh, I think they're oh, still we'll get quite. We'll this next week. I think they're still quite like well made. Like, the graphics, some of the details on them are quite nice. Pixar is obviously the ones that are doing the best stuff but like there's been the odd moment with like some of these textures when you see it and you're like fuck that looks good not so much with hotel transylvania one i don't know about that looking good we'll find out next week i'm looking forward to it hotel transylvania one and two next week oh god so how could people find us luke i don't know why they would want to but if they go to sheffield there's this big haunted house and (laughs) the closer you get the more you can hear hotel transylvania being blurred out over the speakers lightning striking the house (laughs) that's where you'll find one of us now you can find us on instagram and twitter at the sound the pit or you can email us the sound the pit at gmail.com yeah you can also go on facebook where we sometimes uh do we post um hotel transylvania memes memes. (laughs) the little mummy dancing Thank you to Joe Tyrone for his wonderful music for these episodes. It's great. You should check him out on Spotify. It's a big thank you to Luke Thomas for your lovely artwork that you can see over on the Instagram. And thank you, Luke Terry, for editing these episodes. I'm sure you'll have a lot of fun editing the last half an hour that we just spoke about. <laughs> the fact that we've spoken more game. about the video game than we have about 
the film that we've watched. <laughs> and until next time, it's been a very happy Sandler buy from me and a very happy Sandler buy from him. See you later, governor. <laughs> oh, no. He put his face on my pee-pee!